From the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State and all across America and the world, this is the Big and Wild Outdoors with your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and Bill George. Welcome back, Hour 2. We turned around. I gave Diego a peek of the deer meat. Is, what, what was it you described that as, Diego? I said I thought I was going to be eating, like, spam or something, but I don't know. I don't know about this. <laughs> See? <laughs> Why are you afraid? Don't be afraid, Lade. I'm sorry. I was captivated by your sous vide machine and your setup back in the kitchen. That thing actually warms up stuff pretty quickly. I when I left, it was uh, about a buck twenty-five. Oh well, man, it was hundred twenty-five degrees already in the water. So, and there's a little motor in there. Is that what stirs the? Yes, uh, gets that's it? what the sous machine does. It heats it and circulates it. Now, what are you going to try to get that alligator up to? What's the perfect temperature that you're looking for? I cooked it at one thirty-one. So, is that the optimum temperature for alligator? One thirty-one point six what i cooked it at but my thing is you know most people when they eat stuff they like to have it a little bit warm so my my goal is just to not have it cold though my wife loves to eat a lot of her stuff leftovers she prefers like leftover chicken and all that cold cold so do i a pizza the same way next day it's even oh, better cold but pizza's you know good. cold even cold or room temperature uh chili is always really good for me but but now that one, I mean, what's the optimum temperature for cooking alligator? You know, sometimes alligator can be quite parasitic. Well, that, so, uh, you know, you got to make sure. When I turned around and I looked at the recommendations, there was anywhere from 129 to 135. That somewhere. seems awfully low. Well, cause that's because everything else is what? like 145 to 165. Yeah, like pork chicken or is something. Uh, pork and chicken is. I don't like know. A, I have this magnet thing that's on the side of my pellet grill, <laughs> but alligator's not on it. Sorry, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> okay. One of, one of those weird animals we just don't put on the pellet. Yeah, pellet grill. it's not part of the chicken, beef, and yeah. you know pork. Yeah, pork and but chicken this, are like you know you have to be like just below the temperature of the sun to be ready, you know, that kind of thing, internal temperature. I, I, I'm thinking 132, kind of well, like in the Well, give call. Uh, he might be awake. I don't know. Well, but do you think Mr. he's going to know? Mr. He's not Mr. I mean, Alligator Cooker. I don't no, know. No, he, he is Mr. Dude, Suve, if though. If he's off today, don't wake him up yet. Give him a call a little later, man. No, man, wake his ass. Half what is my brother? What are you, what's he going to do? Kick my ass? I don't no, think so. Sleep another half an hour. Blah, 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 blah. No. He's, he's not listening. Well, yeah, if he's asleep, <laughs> he's, not he's calling in. If he's asleep, he's not <laughs> listening, that's for sure. Uh, you know, I don't know. We can, well, we for can the sleep. alligator, I that's what I had read online, and so I turned around. And even like a steak, you know, a steak medium rare is, you know, 130, somewhere along in that line. Yeah, if you want it at a certain uh, temperature kind of deal, I understand that. But we're talking wild, uh, you know, swamp dwelling creature kind of thing that, uh, you know, you got to kind of pay attention to. And well, see you need it's... to pay more attention when you clean them. 
Well, his innards aren't that way. That's true too. I mean, well, uh, well, one did, of those things you, that you have to do. Did, did you clean this one, or did you yeah, get I it did. processed? I did. So it was done at the Bill George facility. Yes. Okay. Yeah, wake up. Call the uh, show, Bart. Looks like he woke up, Bart. <laughs> nice job. Hey, Bart, I wasn't part of it, yes, man. I was, yes, I was you were. Lo- I was looking out for you, buddy. Another I'm sorry. half hour sleep. Did it not go through the transmitter? Call your brother. Call your brother. Call him up. So I did. There you go. I called my brother. <laughs> yeah. Dead, so it made it easy on everybody. He was like, oh, uh, you know, he was asleep. Man. Now, here's what's funny part. He, he may not even remember that I just called him. It might be, be a dream. It might be a dream. Did you call me this morning? Yeah. And, or he's gonna have to call me back and go, "What's it, what's the number again for the studio?" Because <laughs> he won't know. That's funny. Oh, he's gonna be sitting there in dreamland, going, "Oh yeah, sure, I'll call you." He's gonna be like, oh, "My stupid brother." I mean, dreaming well, about my stupid brother. Yeah, he's probably gonna sit there. I'm gonna have to text him now and go, "Here's the number," just in case you don't know, <laughs> because he probably doesn't. Uh, well, anyway, well, we'll see if we can get him on the horn. And I was surprised at some of the lower voice. temperatures they have you surveying things at, but you know, I don't know. Let's see how that thing that that looks pretty uh, well made. It looks like it'll it's it'll heat it up pretty quick, and you know, like you said, internal temperature. Hey, it looks pretty. I, I kind of like the concept that then you take it out, it's cooked, and then you just sear it, and that's it. Yeah, and and uh, well, it warmed it up pretty darn quick. I mean, I from the time you set it in there to the time we took a break, I went you, in there. It was already up to 124 degrees or something like that. Did and he's you got stick your a, finger in? No, I'm like a. I don't know the process of sterilization, but there's meats in the yeah, bag and the rice yeah. is in the bag. So especially I just, with your fingers, like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I just want to, you know, yep. it's not going to ruin the man's meal. Yep, uh, sitting there, uh, but it was very quiet. And I was noticing there was water, like, pumping around there. And I was like, dude, that sucker's got, like, a propeller in there. It's like, so, you know. It's like a swishing thing going on in there, you know, just making sure all the water gets the right temperature. <laughs> it, it creates a swirling. It's, is it dealing. noisy or? No, it was quiet. Uh-huh. It was nice and quiet. You'll have to go check at the next break. but Yeah, I will. You know, I, I just, I'm Where'd ready you, to go get where, some better. How'd you learn about this sophisticated <laughs> Piece my brother, of, uh, working. Brayden's brother, my brother, oh, the chef, and, yeah. and I actually nice had an open mind. I sat there and says, "Man, that sounds kind of interesting," and started looking around. And it's like, okay, it's it's done really was good it, was because it a I, gift I, I've Susie? cooked some steak with it, and basically, it, it, the hardest part for me not being a a person who cooks a lot is timing. Timing is everything. And, and, and trying to get your vegetables and everything done on at the same time. And the nice thing with this is it could be sitting there and I could tell um, my wife, okay, 12 o'clock's our, our target time. Well, if she can worry about the vegetables and that type of stuff hitting that time, I can have that in there and it could be ready. If she gets delayed and her parents don't show up or something like that and it gets delayed, that's okay. It just It just keeps running. And then when she does get ready and she says, okay, here so we are, I can pull it out, hit it on the it, on a searing. It and doesn't dry it out then is what you're saying. No. It just keeps it te- to keep, yeah, that's pretty cool. Because you actually. can actually cook it in its marinade if you yeah. wanted to or marinade or whatever you want to say. Was, was this a gift for Susie? <sighs> or you just, no, no, no. It was I combined. requested this. He requested oh, it. Wow. It's a good thing. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
Well, we'll try to get Bart on the phone and see what the perfect uh, dealio is on the uh, clear. Like I said, Bill George just even pointed it out, and I was going to bring it up, is sometimes it's a guessing game, especially if you're a cut of meat or whatever it is, and you're kind of like, ah, it looks right, feels right, it's okay. And then when your mother-in-law gets it, she's like, there's blood in here. I'm not eating this. I'm going to get uh, trichinosis. Or some other well, form of, uh, the, you know, I malady. had two packs of meat. I had to decide, do I put in the back straps and the jaw or the leg meat? You're getting the leg meat. I don't care. As, I long, don't. as, as long as it's meat. Nope. All right. Taking a break. Big and Wild Outdoors. Brought to you by our good friends over at Brandon Ford. Go see him today for the car or truck of your dreams. It's all right there at Brandon Ford. Go see him today. Carlos's theme song, man, when he was up there up in the streets of New York, walking yeah. around there like, uh, you know. I was so amazed of the quality <laughs> and how much you could see an out-of-place hair. You know, when you're used to VHS or even what comes across on the TV, you can't see all that. But my gosh. Oh, back in my day. We had cassette tapes, and it was great. Well, uh, welcome in, everybody. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors. Braden, uh, Carlos, Bill George in the studio, along with Diego. And on the phones, my lovely and beautiful and brightly awoken baby brother, Bart. I want to throat punch you right now. <laughs> Bart, if you give me permission. Yeah. Bart, Bart. Bart. Carlos. Yeah. Now, I, I take it that you were uh, late last night uh, cooking and uh, doing your thing? Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. Just like every Friday. Well, that's a good thing, though, man. Your restaurant's doing extremely well. Even through the COVID crud and everything else, you guys are still in there, man. Think about how many restaurants have gone the way of the dodo, and you guys are still kicking it, man. Just so you know, know, Bart, this yeah. is all your fault. Yeah, My this fault? Fo- this phone call you started, is your own fault. Yes. You started this whole thing. Yeah. So, li- so literally through osmosis and through my dreams, I, I manifest some sort of scenario where I started a fight. No, Bart, no. Bart, no. I, I tried to hook you up, man, and have him call you after 830, get what you the, another half an hour, but he even, wouldn't go for it. What the? Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, the wheels of the bus, wheels of the bus go round and round on my back. Uh, No, (laughs) you brought up the sous vide thing, and you're the one who got the whole sous vide thing started. And of course, now Bill George had to run out and get one. You've made a believer. You made a believer out of him, and now he's he's literally sous veeing alligator and yellow rice in the kitchen here at the radio station as we speak. He might be the first person in the world to make alligator. Sous vide. Oh, sous vide. No, 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 no. As long as they've been sous vide, they, 
believe me, those crazy chefs out there, they'll sue the anything. Now, now I, the reason why I wanted to ask you, because I don't know what uh, Bill George has, I went and looked at the uh, the meat as it was cooking in his little a uh, little machine was in there humming away and heating up the water yep. and, and doing what it does. Uh, what is the preferred temperature for some sort of reptile when you want to cook it? Do you have oh, that, gosh, dude. Do you have that off it the was... top of your head? I mean, is this a chicken kind of thing where it should be around 165 or, you know? Uh, well, uh, if I remember the last time we looked at this, then I had to do the uh, on-the-fly lookup as, was wonderful supercomputers in our uh, pockets are allowing us to do. Um, yeah, I mean, you're going to want to have it. It's, it's all done in duration. So depending on how long you cook it, let's say you're running it for 135 degrees for four hours, but let's say 145 because then you get out of the danger zone. We we don't no. have that much time in here. No, he just no, started no, it like cooked. twenty minutes it's ago. It's cooked. It's he cooked. Just I think he's just it. heating no, it. No, 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 Bart. I cooked this at home to uh, okay. for, for for about three hours, and then I turned around. I took the meat off the bone, literally shredded it by hand, and put it in back in for about another forty five minutes. Yeah. After hand shredding it, yeah, I mean it's it, and hand shredding it that goes to tell you something about that sous vide machine when it comes down to alligator. Yeah, you know, I mean, you hand shredded alligator. Yes, um, dude. Usually it's about three hours at 135 degrees. You know, 134, 135 degrees. Yeah, he hit um, it on. Usually he what hit it's going to take. Yeah, and you that's know, and that's you know, I did I did it at 131. Because I was reading a number of things out there on chefs that had been doing the alligator, yeah, and and you know that was the the longer method with the the lower temperature seemed to do yep. really good. Yeah, I mean, as long as you're patient with it when you're sous-veing something, you can get it out of the danger zone. You know, you can make sure that as long you know, as you know, Bill George, that you know the the any type of funk or bacteria or whatever is going to be on the skin correct for the alligator barring any type of uh, let's say other toothy injection from some other bigger alligator <laughs> <laughs> yes um, yeah you know it's like a, it's like a piece of steak um it's there's nothing inside that meat that is going to get you sick unless you stab it with a fork that has something on it that's going to get it, get you sick that's why a lot of you know we use tongs that's why you can sear a steak to rare and be perfectly okay to eat it because there's no there's been no bacteria or pathogen that has been basically injected into the meat and that's what you have to be careful of especially with cleaning an alligator. Let me guess, whenever you clean an alligator, you soap and water the crud out of that bad boy. You you use a little bleach on the outside, kill anything on the outside, and then yeah, so wash it down, wash it down, but. Yep. Uh, so. they, yeah, 134, three hours. That sounds actually fantastic. What kind of spice did you use? A little bit of adobo? Uh, you yeah, know, a little yellow por- rice in there. I, I go for my Puerto Rican pig powder, a little oh, Puerto no. Rican pig powder, which has cumin and oregano and, you know, <laughs> garlic powder and all that in there. Mm. Yeah, I mean, well, you got yellow rice, and you got the Cuban rednecks, so and then you got to go to the homage, and you got to go, you know, do a little adobo, and, you know, hook it up. There. Yeah, you're good. We just needed some platanos, and we'd be in good <laughs> shape, man. Whatever hey, it is. You know, <laughs> Double fried tostones, yeah, yeah, some tostones, man. 
So, so I, I will have to say that I have been extremely thrilled doing it via the Suve. All you know, I've done a number of different yeah. things in that with it now, and it, it's it talk about tender and and yeah. it, it just it just really has amazed me. It really has. It, it, it's it's an it's an amazing technique. Um, it's it's you can you can do so much with it. It's it's I like to call it idiot proof cooking because. Really, you you could take um, a beautiful ribeye. You could put salt, pepper, and butter. You know, maybe let's let's call it a you know I hate to, who would do this in conversions, but ten grams or you know a, a small scoop of butter. Vac seal that bad boy down. Run it at 120 degrees, just under rare. You can put that thing in the water at 120 degrees, and that thing will sit there for as long as you need it to. It's not going to cook any more than 120 degrees. Pull that bad boy out of the out of the uh, back-sealed bag once you're ready to cook it, You know, basically after an hour. Give a good hard sear, whether it be in cast iron, over charcoal, over a gas grill, whatever that you, that you have to use. And if you want it medium rare, you're literally kissing the steak on the grill. It's just, you know, five seconds, turn it five seconds, turn it five seconds, turn it five seconds. And rest it. So I'm getting hungry. He's actually. Do you, do you hear the noise in the background? He's actually doing it on the counter as he's as he's describing it. He's actually flipping yeah, it over and flipping. doing it. He's flipping it. And doing it. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. it's funny because when you said that, I, it takes me back to. I don't know if it was you that told me. Or I read it where a guy uh, surveyed a uh, a uh, a. Uh, what do you call the the big uh, barbecue the brisket, brisket for like a month. Yeah. For like a yeah. month, and uh, yeah. took it out of there and did it, and uh, said it was like uh, you could literally cut it with a fork. It's yeah. it's yeah. crazy. He said his bill was like six thousand dollars, <laughs> but <laughs> world's most expensive brisket. Yeah, yeah sure. But, yep. but uh, that's the reason why we had to call you this morning because you made a believer out of Bill George, and uh, ever since he's got this thing, you know he. he as he is, you know, he researched it for a while, and he finally bought one, and it's a really nice one. I mean, it's very electronic-y looking type it's thing, and uh, uh, it's back there humming away, and uh, we're looking forward to trying it a little bit later in the show, along with some canned venison that was shipped down from Pennsylvania nope. from one of his relative's mm. neighbors. Nope. So that's the one that we're kind of... Uh, we're kind of little, at least I'm a little nervous about. I think there's only one person in the room that's supposed to eat it, and that's me. Uh, Diego yeah. has volunteered to maybe perhaps try it afterwards. I'm it. Carlos doesn't want anything to do with it. Nope. Because it literally, because it looks like the uh, the dude, the water left over in the bottom of a cooler after a good day of catching Spanish mackerel. Dude, it looks like so, it looks like okay, sewage. It looks like sewage, man. It's brownish it pink. Like, Nothing yeah, should be brownish pink like it, to eat. You got to try it. I mean, at least try it. No, oh, I'm going to try it. I mean, I'm not. I'm not scared to, to try that crazy stuff. I mean, I walked around the Filipino <laughs> festival with Bart one year, and they were throwing stuff on a plate. I was like, I have no idea what that is. It's kind of scary, but hey, wow, this is actually really good. I don't know what it's called, but it's delicious. Rat. Well, it's made with no, no. it's made it's made with pig blood, and uh, yep. you're sat and the other, and you're like, oh, oh. got some a uh, little bit of Spanish spice to it. Uh, it's called diniguan, and uh, the Filipinos call it uh, the gave it the name chocolate meat. So that way, whenever they would get their kids to be able to eat, basically a uncased blood blood sausage. Yes. Yeah, and, uh, and that's basically what it is. It's kind of scary looking, but it was actually quite yeah. good. 
And over, yeah. uh, like as you said, Carlos, you put it over rice, it's delicious. So it's <laughs> yeah, all everything. Yeah, just it's put it over rice and eat it. Yeah, okay, sure. Well, I mean, so, so Carlos, I have I have a rule in the in the house uh-huh. looking for uh, you know for the for the when we have the little get together and all the, the younger uh, clan are standing around the kitchen and I'm making something weird. Is the rule is that you got to try it, and but if you don't like it, you can spit it out, and that's yeah. just the rule. Yeah, you got to at so least try it. Dude, they, said, they said that canned venison is like pudding. Okay? No, no, it's I'm not. I'm sorry, man. No, it's not. It's like pudding, like a pate. No. Forget about it. Unless you're putting it on a cracker. I got to see you eat it the way it is out of the I'll get, it. I'll get some crackers out of the venison. And we're getting machine. close. It's the, it's the witching hour soon. I so. cleaned my knife this morning. I sterilized my <laughs> knife this morning just in prepare, just to get prepared to stab in and cut it out and get some venison. But then uh, Bill George informed me that his mother had packed everybody a nice individual uh, servings uh, so that we, we're all good, so we can all try that, it. Yeah. That's actually funny. Yeah. You got your little, you got your little, uh, your little cutlery pack with the napkins. Yes. Yes. She, packed, she, packed, yeah, she packed us a little bib, a little, bar, a little barf bag, everything. Everything's there, deal. man. <laughs> Everything's there. Barf bag? You got a trash can underneath that studio. Yeah, that it's right underneath there. by okay. me. I got it. Yeah, we got, we, got a, we got a trash can here now. It only took like eight years, but we finally got one. Uh, but yeah, and I'm I'm waiting on Annie Newt's uh, jar to arrive one of these days. I think she's sending it for the holidays, so we'll have to wait and yeah. see. So, well, well, I mean, come on, you, you know that well as any, as well as I do. The you know the the old McNeil clan. Anytime that they send you something, it's it's holiday related. You know, yeah, well, it's your birthday and you're lucky. I'm I'm really waiting on Rusty because he's got a he's got a spring bear tag he put in for, her and he said he would jar some of that stuff up and send it down. That's the one I really. Looking forward to getting a nosh on. I want to see how that turns mm. out. All right, well, we got we got to take a break, man. I love you. I'm sorry I woke you up so early, but it was important. And uh, yeah, well, let's just hashtag I win. Okay. Hey, plug, plug his restaurant quick. Come on. Yeah, the little lamb. Oh, yeah, yeah, come see us at the little lamb gastro club, uh, Enterprise Road, McMullen Booth. Uh, we'll be you know crab cocktails and uh, fine dining in a nice little pub setting. You'll. Greatly enjoy it. Look it up. Little Lamb Gastro Pub. Yeah. Dot com. Yeah. And, uh, it's really yeah, good. Come see me. It's a really good place. It's great food. I will tell you that. I, I know the guy who cooks there, and he's uh, he's really good at what he does. So give <laughs> nice. him a shot. All nice. right, man. I love you. Go back to bed. Oh, yeah. Thanks. No, I'm definitely wide awake now. <laughs> All right. Smell you later. All later, right. Bart. We're taking a break. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. We are brought to you by our great friends over at Brandon Ford. Stay right there. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. Big and Wild Outdoors. Braden Carlos, Bill George, San Diego in the house today Num- in the BC Empire. Number one co-host. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. Poor Mike. <laughs> sitting at home. It isn't about Mike. It's, it's not about it's, Mike. It's, it's Vince. It's, it's Vince, man. Uh, he's sitting there. Uh, you know, he's, he's all, you know, he's, he's uh, you know, sitting at home, uh, doing nothing, bored to tears. And here we are. Uh, Bill George came over and loaded his uh, what do you call it thing? Disc driver. The, it's, a little, 
card. SD card. Yeah, with uh, I've never seen the video of my uh, son's hunt. I handed my kid over to Bill George. I was over in another tree stand with my daughter trying to shoot a hog out from underneath her. And uh, Bill was uh, kind enough to take my, my boy over to his little spot. And we're about halfway through the video. And, and the break was over. And the break was <laughs> over. And we're like, dang it, now we got to pause this thing. So we'll have to get back to it here in a little bit. Uh, thanks to my brother, Bart. I, <clears throat> I know he hates me for waking him up, but... Did you notice that when he started getting him to talk about cooking, oh, all of a sudden he, he woke right up? Oh, yeah, he sparked up. <laughs> he woke yeah. right up. At yeah. first it was like, oh, I was throwing punch you. I can't believe you. you call me now. So we're talking about Steve Ann Cooney. And he, and he hit all the temperatures, even though he hasn't messed with this in a while. He remembered it was in the 135 room. Well, he's got to do it every day. And if you didn't catch it before uh, we went to break, uh, the Little Lamb is a gastropub. It's right off of McMullen Booth and Enterprise. It's uh, back over there. It would be on the west side if you're heading north, and, of course, on the west side if you're heading south. So it really doesn't matter, but uh, it's back there. It's called The Little Lamb, and they have some really fancy-smancy uh, good food in there. It's really good. When I say fancy-smancy, I'm not talking about, like, things under under glass or, you know, that cost you $89 for, uh, you know, a cracker and some uh, caviar. It's it's a really good little pub, and it's a it's not a pub. It's actually a, a restaurant. Restaurant. They, they win points for presentation. And they really do. I mean, they do a really good job, and uh, they have a very uh, upscale clientele that uh, seems to show up there and uh, hang out. He uh, mentioned some names of some people who live in the area that seem to frequent it quite a lot so uh he's uh it's doing quite well and it's a really good place my daughter every year when it's her birthday i say where you want to go eat dinner let's go to uncle Bart's. so i'm like wait you want to go to his house or no 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 let's go to the little lamb that's where she wants to go every year so she loves the ribs and all the other kind of good stuff they have up there but uh go check them out they got a facebook page if you want to go check it out and look at it and all that stuff and follow them they always put up their menus and what they have their specials with do, lunches and all that stuff they, every day do they well, serve lamb at the little lamb yes they do oh they well, do look at that yeah they, well you would think it's in the title but, <laughs> but it doesn't matter uh you know i don't i'm not a big fan of lamb so uh i don't order the lamb so gotcha <laughs> but any pork product or beef is all good with me any pork product or beef any pork product or beef uh, i'm all for it Let's do okay. it. Sweet breads, I don't care. if As long as it came out of there, I'm, I'm good. Mm-hmm. Unless it's a uh, organ that's used to reproduce other of the same kind of animals, and then I stay away from that. Oh, that could be the canned venison today. <laughs> <laughs> Just throwing it out there, man. It better not be. I can't see. I don't know. With Bill, I won't trust him. Well, the... Uh, it better I, not be Bill George. It is not. Okay. I, I turn around. I know... Last week, we were talking about some about public hunting and this and that big swing, but I want to turn around and get a, get this out there. It is actually time to go out there and really start looking at doing your applications for spring turkey season. If you want to hunt in March, April, now is the time to go out there and put in your application. Yeah, hopefully you don't forget like you did last time. Yes, and also in addition to that, if you had alligator tags, you have to do your alligator harvest report forms. You need to get those in there, and um, we'll, I still got to do mine. And if oh, you haven't sent back your tags, make sure you got to send yes, back your tags. You Otherwise, you got to send that tag you're back. You're gonna get a knock on the door. Oh, and I'm gonna be 
returning one of my son Eric's tags for what? Green Swamp General Gun. Yeah, he can't go. He's got uh, it's just at finals for college, and he can't go that weekend. He's well, there you go. There's an do. opening right there for somebody. Yep. So I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna put one back in. So if you're listening, you want first phase General Gun December fifth. I'm gonna put one one tag back. It's going so, back. But, so but, be prepared. Yep. Have your credit card ready. Yep. And do I, what you and got. I, and I called, no. ja- I called James Stovall yesterday, invited him to, to go with me if he wants. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm waiting for him to call me back. So you can actually get a deer? No. I'll watch him get one. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll help him drag it out. I'll help him can it if he wants. Yeah, you know, whatever. Sure. He, yeah. That guy's a deer magnet, man. I just, you know, Bill can't go. He's going to PA. I can't go to PA. My job won't let us go. When are you going? When are you head? You're heading out. Uh, Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Yeah. Thanksgiving, uh, what is that, two weeks from now? Is that a week from now? I can't, I, the hurricane's got, you Yeah, know. Bill's going to be there two weeks, man, this time. He's going to can some porcupine, right? That's what you uh, were telling me this morning wait, when we were wait, riding in? I'll bring you some quills. Yeah. I'll Are you going to can porcupine? Quills. I'll try that. No, I, I, I don't mind trying. They eat them. I mean, what the heck? Why, why wouldn't you eat them? They say they taste like pork. So, I mean, what, what's the problem? Hence we'll, the name, we'll porcupine. Could be. I don't know where the name comes from. It's maybe some indigenous uh, uh, <laughs> tribe that used to call them that. I have no idea. Yeah, but, they're not uh, prickupines. Yeah, they come with their own toothpicks. You're good. <laughs> so, if someone wanted to get in on this stuff that you were just talking about, what's the best way to do that, Bill you George? Go, you go to myfwc.com and you find the link to go like you were going to buy a hunting license, and there's an option in there for limited entry hunts and you put in your application carlos's hunt you don't have to pay for those those are quota hunts and as long as you have a wildlife management area stamp you can apply for them and away you go you you know they're not a cost on that one good luck first come first serve that, that's how yep. that goes as as people turn them in then then those go into each week there's a drawing for like for these deer hunts that are still coming up there's drawings that go on every single week as people turn in tags or i don't want to really say it a tag it's it's a permit that they're not going to use as they turn in that permit then other people can actually go out there and try and get that permit and there's some people out there that get a lot of hunts i mean a lot of hunts and that's because they are constantly out there trying to work that permit system and every week they're out there trying to yeah, try and see they, what they can drum up. Sure, it, why they, not? They check it every week, and I'm, I'm actually returning it because that way my son gets his preference point back. You know what I mean? They they actually give him back his preference point. So you know. Well, wait a minute. I mean, uh, do we even have a preference point system in the state of Florida? How does that even uh, incorporate or help you later on? On on our. You know, WMA permits that you get, yes, there is a preference point system for our turkey, deer, hog hunts, and uh, muzzleloader, archery hunts that are out there. Each of those have separate systems, and you can start working up preference points in each system so that when you go to apply for a permit, if you have a lot of preference points, they pull the people with the most preference points first and see what they want to hunt and give them an opportunity very good system but 
It's a little different than it is like out west, where the preference points, you know, get you up further in the line when it comes to getting a elk, elk tag, tag or yeah, yeah. something it, it like does. that. It puts you in line. It puts you further in line. In some of these hunts that people are trying to get, five and six years worth of preference points in order to try and pull the pull the permit. You know what? I don't understand why they don't give you certain amount of preference points for as many years or for every year that you renew your license and keep it at a certain level. I mean, uh, you should actually just get a couple of points just for actually even getting in there and staying with the program for as many years as we have. Well, I mean, I get a sportsman's gold every single year. You would think that would be worth, me you too. know, a yeah. couple of points that makes every it year. pretty punitive to the person who's just trying to get in and get started. But it also is an incentive for you to renew your license and keep it going and keep it up for each and every year. It is. I, say you, you, I say you put that on the ticket. Put it on my ticket. No, okay. have Bill George wait, advocate wait, for it. When you turn around and go to the commission meeting, you can give them that as your opinion. Yep. Yeah, I got too many Goliath Grouper things ahead of that. So, you know, it's uh, it's one of those things that's on the back burner. But you would think that, you know, if you buy a sportsman's gold, it could be an incentive. You get five preference points, where if you just get a regular hunting license and a management stamp, you only get two. You know what I mean? It would give you an incentive to step up your game a little bit. What about like me, it. who's been a lifetime license holder since 1992? Exactly. Uh, Why didn't you get five You've been messing the system for a long time. You're good. Yeah, you're in the gray area anyway. Yeah. Well, All right, we're going to take a break. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. We're brought to you by our good friends over at Brandon Ford. How's that meat cooking out there? Oh, I'm up? sure it's good. All right. we'll, we'll have to work on getting this venison over here. All right, we'll get ready. We'll be back. hilarious. <laughs> uh, Big and Wild Outdoors, Brayden Carlos, Bill, and uh, Diego, we're still here. There's no there's no cussing on this, is there? No. <laughs> oh, we're watching the video of my son uh, when he uh, shot the, the hog when I was out with Bill George. And uh, we just got to the just the uh, the shot and uh, Bill getting in there going all right I put another round in there and he's like what I can't I got it's in my bag here can you hold this please <laughs> hands him the gun and then he starts digging through there like a madman it gets funnier and then he's like uh, let's see let's see if I can uh, where's my speaker he whips out the sandwich oh no well listen let's see if I can get this down here. All right, wait. He's kicking over there. He's good. You hey, did great. You did great. Thank you. You want some crackers? No. <laughs> <laughs> He's looking for a bullet. Yeah, you want some crackers? <laughs> oh, that's funny, man. What about your pockets? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, the hog's kicking. You got a good shot. 
he popped, he popped him in the neck, so he dropped him on the on the yeah. first shot. It's yeah. just, I just can't. Oh wait, now he's got one. No tracking. He's got it. He's got it in his mouth. He's ready to go. That's one of the uh, downfalls of the single shot rifle. You know, you got to make sure you know where your ammo is for a backup shot. But uh, I've run out in my three hundred Win Mag before. It's funny how calm. You know, he is for, uh, you know, I guess he was, what, 12? No. He was 12 then. So for a 12-year-old that just dropped a hog, he was like, uh, hey, yeah, I'm looking in here. Uh, yeah, everything's cool. Uh, you want some crackers? No, I want a bullet. <laughs> and, the whole, and the whole time the hog's over there, you know, giving it a little uh, right leg, you know, kickoff. And that's uh, about all she wrote. But I guess they didn't need the second shot afterwards. So. Dude, he didn't even let that hog come out into the clearing part. He shot him right in between the palmettos there where he was coming out. Well, before on the he, uh, video, you could hear Bill George saying, you know, there, there you see his head. His head's right there. He's like, here, look through the binoculars. He, and he got, he came out in the open. He was he had a nice, clean shot. That was a nice shot. So, And uh, it was just, uh, I've never seen this video before, so... Uh, the the cracker part of it was extremely funny. I can't wait to show this to him a little bit later. I I, I can't wait till he sees that and you know that's such oh, a great memory. I had to watch the shot again. That was a good shot, man. He really did. Awesome memory to have on on film. I just love this one. Get another show in there just in case. Oh, dude, I can't. <laughs> Don't you have one in your shoe? At this point, uh, Bill George is zooming in on the hog, and uh, as as my son is digging through his bag trying to find another round, and then now comes the oh, there's, just, there's the sandwich that we just found uh, three weeks ago. It's uh, and now they're looking. He's like he's he's right there. You're fine. It's all good. And then we got the crackers. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite part, man. Hey, you want some crackers? <laughs> Nonchalantly. Hey, you want some crackers? <laughs> well, we're watching the pig die. Hey, while we're here, we might as well have some crackers. Uh, speaking of uh, pigs and possibly dying, uh, Bill George has brought out the jar. And now that I see it in person, did you just go in and shake this as violently as you could to make it know. look like I, Mississippi I did, mud? I did. Stir it up a little bit. Oh, my God. My God. It looks worse now in person than it did when it was on uh, our Facebook page. But if you lay it on its side and you rotate it, you can oh, see. Oh, you can see the meat? Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, all right. And there's some fat there's floating on the some, top. Looks like there's some onions, maybe some garlic floating around in there. I'm not uh, I'm not scared. It's the liquid part of it that's the scary part of it. The it meat is. still looks like meat. It looks like uh, any other stew meat that you may have put in anywhere. There's some big uh, chunks of garlic floating around in there. So uh, yeah, this this shouldn't be this shouldn't be a bad deal. What what's with that look, dude? Hey. You look like a kid that's like trying to eat Brussels sprouts. You're just like at that. I'm gonna go get that can that fan out of Diego's area. And we'll plug it in, and when you pop that top, we'll have a gentle breeze. <laughs> this is gonna be like right Fear Factor. This is gonna be like Fear Factor right here, man. <laughs> We're gonna call Joe Rogan. So I'm not. Uh, I'm not too. I'm not con- too concerned about it. I mean, the like I said, the liquid doesn't look like very appetizing, but uh, maybe as a base for a spaghetti sauce or something. Sure, why not? Just dump the well, whole jar in there and do what you got to do. What they typically do is they turn around. They typically take it out. Let 
that liquid come off of it, and then they put it over rice or noodles with a little bit of gravy, and and away they go. That's, so the that's, the water the the liquid part of it gets thrown away. It's they, just basically they, uh, from my base. understanding is they te- they they don't use that liquid. It's very watery. You'd have to. It you'd looks have to, it, yeah. You'd have to turn around. It has, it's a little it's, bit has too a thin. Pinkish brown hue. I'm trying to think of what I could even you know, put remotely describe it as, you know, and uh, I, I, I haven't can't even think of. I haven't even seen meat eater Stephen Ranella eat something like that. Even though I'm sure he would, but Joe Rogan wouldn't eat that. His buddy Joe Rogan wouldn't eat that. I don't think so. What would you even put this close to descripting uh, to the, the the color of this uh, as opposed to anything that you've ever what? eaten in your life? Nothing. Nothing. Nothing is this color. Nothing is this. That's why I said in the spectrum of colors, I've never even seen that color. (laughs) I mean, we could throw a a sprinkle of chartreuse in there or something. I swear to God, it's ugly as hell. (laughs) It's ugly as hell, man. And then there's a little bit of rust on the rim. I'm sorry, man. I'm I'm out. You know why there's rust on the rim? Like I said, you can't hardly find can and stuff. That, That lid, the rim doesn't need to be there. The pop. Top will stay on by itself. I think if you were if you were trying to drink it, it'd be disgusting. But I mean, they're just little cubes of meat. Okay, bro, you're on. You're on. I get it's fear factor. Eat it. It's just food. I don't even think I've actually even owned a uh, a, a stitch of clothing that's ever been this color. No, if a fashion designer saw that, he might use it because <laughs> that that is something to replicate. It looked a lot redder. In the uh, picture on Facebook, that, on our Facebook page, but uh, well, in no, person, it's a lot more. Before you shook, before I shook it up, it was it was different. See, but, he I didn't to, shake he, it up. He, I, no, he before. shook it up. He had to shake it up. You know that, right? Oh, of course. Yeah, but you got to get all the looks, particulate. Looks moving worse. Around. Looks worse. Oh, look at that. Oh, <laughs> what? Dude, I would but, eat gruel before I ate that. There's, that's just some of the fat that's uh, no, floating think, on the oh top. It's no big deal. If the, if the listeners could just see this garlic. thing, man, I'm telling you. I'm, I'm, am I going to have to go and, and go Facebook Live on this we, so that we, we can we, see we, this we, thing we right here? We will do that. Yeah, we're going to do, well, gonna do, do that it when you're eating opening. it. Yeah. Well, but, I might have to show, uh, at least give a, uh, a uh, if you go to our uh, Facebook page uh, right now, I'm going to go ahead and just uh, give you a live version or at least a coloration uh, type thing where you can take a look at it yourself and but, uh, see what because this doesn't look like, dude. That's what the jar looks like on our Facebook page. Yeah, because that sat and, on and the I counter, and I didn't like how that looked. This looks worse now that he shook it up. But when you first started bringing up this, the thing I said, if you go back into go back into look, the archives, it, is I just wanted to see your face. When that jar gets opened up, I, I maybe should have put a wrap around the Dude, jar. This may be and good. Not, this may be good. It may taste good and all that. And people been eating it forever. And you know, Frontierman and all that, and beef jerky. But man, this doesn't look appetizing oh, yeah. at all, man. Well, I, I I went ahead and did the uh, the live stream so that you can take a look at it on our uh, Facebook page. But even then, uh, the the color of this here in the studio is a little bit different than it is uh, on my camera. Uh, in the camera, it's still got more of a reddish hue on it than uh, what is actually uh, in the jar. It's more of a uh, a brownish kind of color. And uh, <laughs> I don't, it looks more appetizing on my phone than it does when it's 
sitting here underneath the uh, UV lights. What, here. What, what size is this studio? Six by twelve? Yeah, six by fourteen? Yeah, somewhere it's around there. It's not that big. When you crack that open, I, I, it's gonna smell funny. I'm sure. <laughs> I know it is. I don't know. It's it, it doesn't look bad. I'm trying to zoom in on it. I mean, if you look at it, I'm I'm looking at it now, and there's <clears throat> plenty of meat chunks in there. Well, what's that white thing? That's the garlic uh, in there. Garlic there's and garlic, and, and there. there's uh, a little bit of fat in there left over from the deer and, looks and like stuff br- like that. It looks and like brain matter. I, don't, I wouldn't go that far. I'm, I'm showing the meat chunks. You're trying to get as much of it as I can. You have to move the liquid around to get to uh, it. But if you go to our Facebook page, you'll see it live <clears throat> as, I'm, as I'm holding it. And I guess a little bit later on we'll we'll, uh, we'll crack this sucker open and we'll take a look at it and uh, take a take a chunk of it or so and see what we think. Maybe we'll do it right after the top of the hour because then we'll do the alligator after that. Okay. Well, Ooh. coming up next hour we'll uh, ten minutes. What is it? It usually takes twenty minutes before you know you've got food poisoning. Is that what it is? So if we do it at the top of the hour, that means I'll be rushing out of the studio by. Uh, 9.20, and then hopefully arrive at St. Anthony's or Bayfront in about uh, 10 minutes or so. Tick-tock, tick-tock, tick-tock. <laughs> tick-tock. Uh, so it'll be coming up a little bit later on after 9 o'clock. We'll, uh, we'll take a shot or so of this, and then if I make it through and Diego makes it through and Bill George makes it through, then Carlos says he's going to eat the rest. I might be doing the show by myself (laughs) (laughs) for the first time ever. All right, we're going to take a break. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. We're going to take it for the top of the hour, hour number three, and the big reveal and the the jar of deer venison will be eaten as soon as we get around to it. All right, we'll take a break. We'll see you when we get back. All right, bye.